Desert Island Books on NHR in association with NUH Library Services. Right, now on NHR, it's my pleasure to welcome the NUH Arts Coordinator, Megan Dawes. A very warm welcome, Megan. How are you doing today? Hi, yes, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, I'm also good, thanks. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up at NUH. So um, I started at NUH a couple of years back now. I was um, an activity coordinator at the Cystic Fibrosis Centre. Um, so that was a really nice role. I worked with the patients there. And um, one of the last things I did there was worked on a mural project. So they had quite a large mural, um, both upstairs and downstairs. And that was a partnership project with City Arts in Nottingham. So it was a really nice collaboration patients were really involved with um, working on the de- designs deciding what was going to go into the murals um, and it was really nice to work with City Arts as well who are really well known and well established in, in Nottingham as an arts organisation so um, that was how I came to NUH um, and then now obviously I'm in the new role of arts coordinator and that was just that I've been in this role just since um, September. I've also uh, got a picture of the uh, of one of the murals in front of me actually beautiful very colorful uh bright uh, vibrant flowers and toadstools and birds and uh, really lovely it's it has a big effect on on the the just general well-being doesn't it seeing seeing something that brightens you up literally yeah definitely so the um the cystic fibrosis center is a relatively new building and um, i think i believe it was partially funded by nottingham hospital charity as well um, and it was it's a beautiful building anyway it's really light and bright um, but it was very kind of plain before the murals the, the, the big the biggest mural is on a lovely curved wall and that was just an empty wall before which is obviously fine nothing wrong with that but it really has kind of Brought the space, made the space brighter, more welcoming. It's something to look at as people pass through, and it is a really interesting, vibrant piece. It's it's, it's definitely connected to nature and quite peaceful, but in other ways, it's very vibrant. And there are some of those colours um, that really represent people with cystic fibrosis are close to their hearts. Yellow, um, they have a, a wear yellow day in June, so they wanted lots of yellow in the mural, and I think that really reflects. Um, yeah, so it's lovely. When we walk from the NHR studios uh, down the corridor on E floor towards the Children's Hospital, there are lots of beautiful um, paintings um, that have been put up there on, on the right-hand side. And it's just, you know, it does have an effect, I think, on people's uh, just way of feeling generally. Now, you, you have a creative side to yourself as well, don't you? Tell us a, a bit about your own artistic uh, background. Yeah, so um, I did a music degree and um, definitely music is, is my speciality, I suppose. So so I'm a, a flute player first and foremost, but I do love kind of singing, dancing, musical theatre. I, I play a little bit of piano um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I'm as an activity coordinator as well previously, um, I did use music a lot. Um, with the patients but also I'm just willing to get involved in anything any craft any art form I think it's so important as adults that we know that it's okay to just give things a go and that we don't have to be really really good at them we can just do it because it makes us feel good and it makes us feel like we've achieved something different and and I think we really need to kind of come back to that just do something because it makes you feel good and it's exciting and it's something a little bit 
different that you wouldn't do every day. So yeah, music is my absolute, I love music, um, but I also love just kind of trying my hand to anything that is creative because I think you just get such a buzz from it. It's uh, really good that you're encouraging more artistic pursuits in the hospital environment. I think that would uh, certainly give a lot of people a, a lift in different ways. And, and uh, you have an association with the, the dementia side of things as well. That's an area that you, you really want to encourage more arts um, interest in. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So this role, uh, which the role is also funded by Nottingham Hospital Charity, um, it is focusing on patients with dementia um, and their carers. And previously, I've been involved with kind of running music sessions in care homes and hospitals. And and I think it, it really music just brings people to life. Um, you know, when when things are, are challenging for them and if they feel isolated and lonely and um, Perhaps they're finding it difficult to connect with their family members and friends in the way that they they perhaps would have done. And I think music can sometimes bring about that connection, ignite that spark again, and, and they can remember lyrics from songs that they that they that they love. And it's just yeah, it's so special. I think any art form can can have that effect, but I've particularly seen it with music for sure. I think I remember seeing a. Um... Uh, a YouTube video not so long ago uh, there was a Russian ballerina who had quite severe dementia but as soon as she heard certain pieces of music she could dance to them she could get up and do all the moves it's amazing how certain memories are stored uh, in your brain and that they can just be retrieved by the power of music so uh, wonderful stuff now um, literature of course is one of the arts and uh, gather you're quite a big reader Yes, I do love to read. Um, quite unusual. I try and keep my book selection. I think that I put this on the, um, actually in my Desert Island books as well. I try and keep it um, quite small, the books that I actually keep. And I love going to the library still. That is something that, that I do. I just think you sometimes don't know what you're going to find. It's a bit of a treasure hunt. Um, so I really enjoy that. It's a little bit of a trip out, a walk down to the library I see what I can find. Um, I'll gather quite a few books. And, yeah, I, I love to do things that way. Unless there's something really specific that, that I'd like to read. Maybe I can find it in the library. Maybe I'll, I'll purchase it. But, um, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know if that's something that many people do, but I certainly enjoy doing that. Right, you're on the desert island and you've got five books, five of your favourite books. What's book number one? So this one is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It was quite hard to choose a, a specific Harry Potter book. But I did choose this one, and it's mainly because I found it really nostalgic because it's a second film, so you've already set the scene with all the... Second book, rather. You've already set the scene with all the characters. Um, and I think this is where the story really starts to come to life and you really start to see their characters developing. And um, I also love this film as well it's it's on quite regularly and i love the film version too brilliant um i'm more of a film with a book person so i tend to watch films before i read the book but uh, that's uh, probably the wrong way of doing it okay great harry potter and the chamber of secrets is book one what about book number two so number two is rebecca i think this is a bit of a classic i've been reading some other people's desert island books and they've certainly got this one in there i've read it so many times 
but I always come back to it years later and I can never remember the ending, which kind of means that I, it feels like I'm reading it for the, for the first time over and over again. Um, so, yeah, it's just a classic, such a gripping story, such beautiful storytelling. I love it. As you say, it's, it's, it's been quite popular uh, in the Desert Island books. Um, so that's book number two, Rebecca, by Daphne du Maurier. And what about the third one? So the third one is called Gone, um, and it's written by Min Kim. So this is um, a really heartbreaking, true story about a um, professional violinist who, who's Stradivarius violinist stolen. And it, it's so heartbreaking because this instrument, she really feels, is her one. She really matches with it and and she performs with it and she absolutely adores it. And then it's stolen for, from her and it's a really rare violin it's not kind of one you can just go and go and grab from from the shop uh, somewhere else so it's a really really beautiful and heartbreaking story and I think I think a friend bought it me actually I never would have heard of it otherwise it's yeah would definitely recommend it it sounds like a very emotional read book number four then book number four is the flat share by Beth O'Leary so this is quite different things I usually read actually I'm, I, I actually usually like thrillers and I don't think there are even any thrillers in this list um, it's quite romantic. It's funny. They are sharing a flat, but they never meet. They don't meet for a really long time. And by kind of the middle to the end of the book, you're so desperate for them to meet because they just discuss in other ways. Um, so, yeah, really good read. OK, then. So of the books that you've already read, number five, what's that? So this is where the crawdads sing. Again, this is quite a different choice for me, but I think that's why it's made it because these are so unusual I, I, to what I normally would read. Um, so this is a beautiful story about a young girl who lives in a marsh, but it's also a bit of a murder mystery. So it's kind of the two things combined into one, which I really liked and didn't necessarily expect as well. And you've got room for one more that you haven't read yet. So uh, book number six, The Spare, what's that going to be? So I haven't read Jamaica Inn, which is also by Daphne du Maurier. So um, I'm, I, I know it's another classic. So I feel that I need to I need to read that one for sure because I love Rebecca so much as well. Brilliant stuff. Uh, thanks very much for your choices. Now we always like to ask for a, a music dedication uh, on uh, NHR. So uh, being a lady who loves her music, what have you got for us? So just such a happy tune that really lift me every time I listen to it I would like to ask for the kook she moves in her own way I hope it makes everybody feel happy and, and have a little bit of a jiggle <laughs> <laughs> we all need a bit of a jiggle now and again don't we that's so <laughs> yeah. so good uh, listen really lovely to speak with you Megan thanks so much for your uh, your time and for the, uh, the, the work you're doing just tell us uh, briefly about any upcoming projects that people can uh, maybe look forward to on the art side yeah, so um, we are working with some students from uh, Nottingham Trent University to hopefully be able to come and paint some murals in several areas for us at, at both City and QMC. Um, so I'm sure we will share these on social media when they're up and about, but hopefully that's something really nice that lots of people will be able to catch when they're, when they're walking through the hospitals and hopefully uh, make a difference to their visits at the hospitals. So, um, yeah, look out for those in the spring. And this month, look out for um, some outdoor performances from musicians as well. Fingers crossed they can, they can all go ahead with, with weather and COVID and everything. But, yeah, there might be some, some lovely singing um, around the hospitals outdoors this month. 
Well, it sounds like you're already brightening up the hospital environment in all sorts of ways. So, uh, Megan Dawes, again, NUH Arts Coordinator, thank you so much for your time and best of luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.